This is Nutrition with Julie. I'm Julie, your registered dietitian. Welcome to my podcast. In today's episode, we're going to go over a little bit of background and introduction about myself. I've got my friend JH here with me, who's going to kind of conduct along with this interview. So here we go. Wow. Yeah, and this is your very first podcast, I hear. That's correct. And you've never been on a podcast before. No, I have not. You've never been guest, <laughs> but um, you, I'm, I've, I've heard you guest blogged before or did some for some, some other companies and stuff. Yes, I have. I've written articles and stuff for different publications and right. blogs, yes. So you're not new, this is not new social media, but this is new for you on your own. Podcasts are new, yes, but <laughs> nutrition, no. No, I think you'd be fine. So basically, this whole, this whole episode is about who are you? And what brings you here and what made you start the podcast? So I guess, first off, uh, what made you start the podcast and start social media with your business? I guess we call it Nutrition with Julie business, right? Correct. Yes. So I'm in the, pro well, I launched my nutrition business. So my website is nutritionwithjulie.com and I want to expand social media. So that's why I started the podcast, but also I want to help to kind of decipher and break down some of the different things that's mentioned in the media, because I know it's a lot of confusion out there. Yeah, definitely a lot of confusion out there. I know when I Google something or Bing, Yahoo, whatever search engine I'm using, there's so many different, like, how do you decipher? So yeah, I can totally <laughs> relate to that. So um, to get to know you, I figure we start with something very simple, basic. Uh, uh, you grew up, you went to school, went to college, but how did you get from where you grew up, which was where? Where did you grow up? I grew up, up in Connecticut. Connecticut. Yes. Okay, you went to Connecticut, and then you, you went from Connecticut to school, which was? I grew up in Connecticut, mm -hmm. kind of always had this lifelong interest in nutrition, mm -hmm. so spent as much time as I could cooking dishes in the kitchen, creating recipes, and then Eventually, I spent a lot of time researching schools, and I came across Bastyr University, and I just had my heart set on it. Right. So you grew up in the kitchen, is what you're saying? <laughs> so was your parents a chef or something, or how did, that, how did that go about? Like, you were five years old and started walked in one day? I mean, how did that start? I guess the more I learned about nutrition from my mom, and she would read these books by Adele Davis, who was a nutritionist pioneers in the 60s and 70s, mm -hmm. and always kind of tell my sister and I these different nutritional tidbits of information. Mm -hmm. And the more I kind of learned about the nutrition, the more I wanted to know what was in my food. So mm -hmm. I loved to be in the kitchen, storing the pots, and eventually as I got older, just kind of cooking and creating new recipes. My sister and I were kind of big bakers. But really? we never used white flour, so we were always experimenting. So we used oat flour and whole wheat flour and buckwheat flour and oat flour. And we have uh, three older brothers, and they would kind of joke with us and say, what would you do now? What, <laughs> what did you switch? And we're like, hey, just go by the taste. Really? So you just switch randomly? Yes. Randomly, different ingredients. That's fascinating. And your parents were okay with this? Yes. So did that mean that you guys were the cooks and the parents got to, got to chill, or were they all cooks together with you? Uh, well, once me and my sister got in the kitchen, yeah, we tried to do a lot of it. Uh, we would actually get excited for like the holidays because mm -hmm. several months before the holiday, we would start putting together the meal plan and we would do everything from like what ingredients to buy, what to go to get at the grocery store, what to start prepping a week ahead, you know, before the holiday. But yes, anytime we can get in the kitchen, I was happy. You, you said months before the holidays. You're yes. talking about Christmas. You're setting it, starting at what, October? October, or, yes. Oh, wow. That's... I would get excited about what dishes to start to <laughs> And this create. is when you were 12 or something? <laughs> no, as we got a little bit older. Oh, there were still teenagers and everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you must have, I'm guessing you did bake sales or something in high school or something, or you cooked for the people at school or just for the home? Just for the home, usually mm -hmm. friends and family. Yeah, family. Um, you know, the holidays, sometimes we would do like a cookie bake-off. So we would take 
cook lots of different cookie recipes and triple them and then everybody went home with like a bunch of different types of cookies. Oh really? Is there a cookie recipe out there that actually is pretty interesting that most people would, would do you remember that most people don't remember or anything or? That don't, no, I would have to say my mom's favorite is those peanut butter or blossoms. We would just call them peanut butter cookies, the ones where people put the Hershey kiss in them. I have they never seen that, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> I those, haven't, no. Those, I would have to say, are a household favorite. Wow, that's interesting. That's so, that's so cool. That's interesting. So you went from there, and you grew up, and but you didn't go to school right away. To, no, to nutrition school. You didn't really want to do that is what you're after saying, right? After high school, it was kind of, you know, I kind of grew up with, you know, business. That's what you want to go into. That's a good field of work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all through high school, I wasn't one of those kids who knew exactly what I wanted to do when I so-called, you know, grew up. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to an office administration school and got my really? associate's degree in that. And then I worked full time mm-hmm. and I just knew my heart wasn't set in it. I, I like the office administration work, but it wasn't where I wanted to picture myself doing that for another 20, 30 years. Oh, so you were doing that job for maybe a year or two or three, and then it was like, is this all there is? And you were thinking about that. Yeah, we all have that in our 20s and stuff. Interesting. So one day you saw an ad, or how did how'd you go from that office, that office job to your set now going to your, your university, which is called? Bastier. Yeah, which is in... Seattle, Washington. Seattle. So, like, Seattle. Yeah. so you went from Connecticut to Seattle Correct. to this new school. Was it on a whim? I mean, how did this start? Well, good question. I mean, like I said, I did always have the nutrition idea as a kid, but I never really knew there was a career in it. Or I guess I didn't really even think of it as a career because I just kind of grew up just thinking business and, you know, going to business. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of like, you know, sitting at that work. My sister and I would still research nutrition when we got home from work. Oh, really? And we came across Best Year University. Because there is a school, University of Bridgeport, that would be like a town over that Mm -hmm. focused on nutrition, but it just didn't, it didn't drive us, I guess. So it wasn't until we came across Bastyr University that it was like, that's it. I have to go there. It was just kind of one of those, like, I have to go. So I ended up um, quitting quitting my job and going back to school full-time and taking just a part-time job in a health food store. And then eventually I was accepted to Bastyr and along I went. So you actually quit your your full-time job. I took a part-time job to go yes. school full-time. So you went backwards to go forward. Exactly. Most people have a hard time doing that, so yes. that's commendable. And so then you and your sister w- went together, is what Correct. you're saying? Okay, yes. cool. So you both went to Best Tier and did four years, basically, there. You got your bachelor's, right? Yep. And what would you, what'd you get your bachelor's in? Well, bachelor's in uh, nutrition of science, and mm-hmm. then we ended up staying, and we did our master's of science in nutrition as well. So both um, undergrad and master's in nutrition. So that was six years total, basically? No, four. Four years total? Because year is kind of after um, after your basic general curriculum. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you, since you, oh, so you already had your, um, your associate's degree already, and yes. so all you did now was the next two years up was to get your bachelor's and then two years after that to get your master's. Oh, that makes perfect sense. So it's technically six years, but Mm -hmm. four years there. That's interesting. So what did they do at Bastyr that was so different compared to the other places that you looked at and you said, no, 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 I got to go here? I think it was all the different things they offered. So besides nutrition, they offered exercise science. They offered um, herbal medicine. They offered... Uh, naturopathic, which is big at Bastyr University. Naturopathic? What's that? Naturopathic medicine. So working with a naturopathic doctor. Doing what? Uh, so naturopathic doctor works on treating like the entire body. Um, 
different, I guess, from like what you would consider a Western doctor. Oh, okay. I know what you're saying. Okay. I was like, hmm, interesting. Because mm -hmm. I've heard that word before, but I never really understood what it was. Yeah. Okay, continue. And then, uh, so besides just having those different programs, you can take electives and a lot of those different things. Mm -hmm. So we, so you can take electives in herbal medicine, mm -hmm. but also Bastier just had a beautiful garden. So their classes were hands-on. So it wasn't just talking about nutrition and studying from a book, but we actually utilized the food from the garden in our cooking classes. And it was pretty amazing. Wait, so you're saying is you went to class, like a lecture hall or... Maybe class, what was the class size? 20 people, 50 people, 100 people? Around 15 so, to 15, 20 people. 15 to 20 people in class. And you went to a garden. So you, you, you have your bookwork you would do. And you're saying you had a garden. And then what you do? You actually went and actually made food in the actual classroom itself with the stuff you so, grew? There was always a teacher's assistant. So mm -hmm. when we are, for example, our class was Whole Foods Nutrition. Okay. So we would prepare a Whole Foods menu. And a Bastier Whole Foods includes a raw ingredient, so whether you have a raw dish, mm -hmm. and then you would have your starchy vegetable, your non-starchy vegetable, and your protein. So each meal was considered that Whole Foods balanced. Okay. And so their teacher assistant would get, you know, because recipes were already planned out for what we're going to cook, and they would get the food from the gardens and fill it up with other you know, other ingredients we might need. And then in our station, we would start cooking our recipes. So, I mean, we chopped the vegetables, you know, whether it's like sauteing them. And what's great about the Whole Foods was we were taught all different. So vegan, uh, vegetarian, uh, you know, people have different food allergies. So cooking dairy-free, gluten-free. It was so much fun. That is interesting. I don't know many schools that do stuff like that. I've heard of some schools in the, like, um, like I think in New York, they have some of these inner cities. They're teaching young kids how to do the proper eating that way. But I don't know many universities that do that. It's very interesting. Yes. You book work. You actually cooked in the classroom. It's almost like you were a chef or something. Yes, absolutely. And the other aspect of, like, the Whole Foods class is that it's kind of getting the thing to slow down and taste your food. We mm. know we live in a society where it's eat in a rush, in the car, driving home. Yeah. But with Bastier, with that class, it was a four-hour class. So we were given time to prep the food, you know, cook it, of course, sit down with your group that you're at, enjoy the meal, and have time to clean up all the dishes and stuff. So it was a great partnership, a great time to interact. And the studies just show how well you digest your food when you're eating in a relaxed environment and sharing that with others. So your class is not the usual 45-minute class like I took in college. It was four hours long. Yes. Wow, mm -hmm. that's an interesting class. Yes. <laughs> um, but um, uh, your, your, your eye lit up when I said, called you a chef. And mm -hmm. what's that all about? You kind of are a chef, right? Isn't that what you said? Well, at Bastier, uh, because I did my undergrad in nutrition and master's, some of the classes overlapped, so I was able to take a lot of electives. Okay. So I took pretty much all the classes that would get you certified as like or, you know, hand something as a, a chef. So I took like, you know, intro to cooking classes and learning to like write new, you know, nutrition articles. And I think it was like therapeutics, whole food cooking. And uh, so, yes, I had to create a, one of my finals was creating a whole food chef portfolio. So I had to create from scratch and design all my recipes. So I had to create like, you know, I think it was two appetizers, three entrees, two desserts and put it together as like an actual portfolio that you can show individuals. You still have that portfolio? I do, yes. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. So you're a nutritionist slash chef, kind of, in a way. Yes. That is that is very... I don't know... I know chefs. I've met nutritionists, but I don't know anybody that actually can say they're basically both. Uh, I'm sure there are out there, but that's very interesting. So 
once you fi- finished Bastyr, um and you left, time to leave, where'd you go from there? So after Bastyr, I was, um, I did a dietetic internship, and my internship was with UNLV, so that's the University of Las Vegas. Okay. So that's where I am currently. I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. So I did my internship with them, and after the internship, I went back to Connecticut to study for my boards. So I did that. I passed the RD boards, and then I was offered two part-time jobs in Las Vegas. So headed back to Las Vegas, and I've been here for about five years now. Interesting. So, okay, so they gave you two part-time jobs, not a full-time job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's, that's hilarious. So basically, we call you Julie, but what's your official title, I guess? So it would be Julie. I'm a master's in nutrition, so MS, registered dietitian. Mm-hmm. I'm also a board-certified specialist in obesity and weight management, and I'm also a licensed dietitian in the state of Nevada. So you're licensed, which means you took, is that the same thing as the boards or is that something different? No, it's uh, finding, it's like filling out paperwork so that you can be licensed in the state. Oh, it's the same thing if a doctor has to get their license or if a chiropractor right, or that kind of concept. Right. Interesting. Right, but your obesity is something completely different than your schooling was, right? Yes. That was a separate um, exam that I studied for to be a board certified specialist. And why did you, uh, that was something you did on your own, right? Correct. Okay. So why did you go after that and get that certification? I thought it was very interesting because I spend a lot of my time teaching weight management classes and teaching weight management support groups, and I thought it would go great hand-in-hand to be able to have even more in-depth knowledge on that topic to mm-hmm. be able to treat my patients in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've used it very well. Uh, I know, I'm sure you're very aware <laughs> of our, um, what I hear it on the news all the time. You can put it on YouTube. You can put it on any social media. You have this, they call it epidemic of the Western culture when it comes to our eating habits and our, I guess some people put on more weight than others. Some people lucky enough, they can't gain weight and others get, I gain weight by looking at it. So it just depends on the person. So I'm sure you're seeing that. Um, so is that, is that new um, certification you got actually been helping to, I, I don't know, combat that or to, um, yes. Cause I think it provides more information that obesity is a disease. And what are the best ways to treat this disease? And it could be through, like I said, nutrition, exercise. Some individuals undergo uh, surgery, weight loss surgery. But the, and some people choose to do some types of medication if doctors do prescribe it. So what's great about the certification is not just for dietitians, but for nutrition, uh, for doctors and for nurses as well. So it went into a lot of inflammation, I'm sorry, a lot of information on how to combat obesity. Oh, so obesity now is classified as a disease. Yes. I did not know that. It's interesting. So that's diagnosed by, I guess, the medical board of America or whatever. Interesting. Oh, wow. Um, so now you're in Vegas now and you don't have two part-time jobs anymore, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. You, you have I a full-time am... job. Yes. It's, and that's, um, I know a little bit Julie before, before this conversation. So, uh, I'm kind of leading the question a little bit, but you had, after your two part-time jobs, you worked where? So my two part-time jobs was working at a local hospital. Mm-hmm. So I was a clinical dietitian, just getting a lot of experience in a hospital setting. So mm-hmm. working the ICU, learning about, um, you know, IV nutrition. So whether that's, um, I can't think of it. You're talking about the one that goes up the nose and it feeds the people that way. I've seen that in hospitals. So parenteral or enteral nutrition. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you see a lot of different disease states in the hospital. And then my other part-time job was working for a doctor to give information 
for individuals before they underwent surgery. Mm -hmm. So these are bariatric patients. Mm -hmm. And so I would do a two-hour class on what, you know, how their life is going to change, what food habits have to change for after surgery. So these are people that are considered maybe they're like two, three hundred pounds or more, more or whatever, and they, they've decided that they need to change their life and they're doing it through surgery. Correct. And they come to you because they have to, because they, they do it because they're volunteering or... That well, work? with that surgery, these individuals usually have some type of nutrition requirements from their insurance. Okay. So it could be several nutrition visits, four nutritional mm -hmm. visits. It's all dependent upon the insurance company. But So you, you do these one-on-ones? You do classes? You do both? How does that work with you? So um, today, I mean, I did have that job, but I also, in my current job, yes, I teach classes all the time for whether it's weight management, bariatric, keto, yeah, I kind of blended both the jobs together. My bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so now that you're in your new position, which is not at the hospital anymore. Nope, not at the hospital. Um, that was great, but I wanted to do more kind of outpatient dietitian. So in my current job, I do a lot of individual nutritional consults. I teach a lot of different classes. Um, so it, it's been great. And then I also launched my business, my nutrition business. So once again, that's nutritionwithjulie.com. Mm -hmm. So that way I can offer guidance, you know, in a more personalized, um, individualized way. Wow. So that's, that's one hell of a journey that's <laughs> from, from where you started. I mean, so you've basically been doing nutrition almost your whole life, kind of. Yeah. In a way. I've, I've always loved and it. So for you, putting together um, a recipe, cooking for somebody, you name it, you could probably do it no problem. It wouldn't take you much energy. Not at all. You know, and <laughs> as you're smiling, I can, I can tell it probably is actually fun for you. Yes, it is. Really? Because I don't know about you, but I don't, I, I cook, but I'm not a fan of it. I'm sure you must find a lot of people who are just like, can you just cook for me or something? Yes. And I would be more than happy to <laughs> call it like pantry overhauls. I would love to be able to go to someone's house, put together, you know, recipes, cook for a week, put it in the fridge. All they have to do is come home, heat it up. Really? Well, they have those, those, those companies out there, which we, for liability, won't name the company, but the companies actually will, uh, some of them actually cook it and then send it to you in the mail. Others will actually deliver it to your doorstep. You think those are actually, some are pretty good, I'm sure, but you actually want to cook it people's home for them. Yes, I do. And some of those things that, you know, people might like is like those meals come with ingredients. You still have to spend the time prepping them mm -hmm. and cooking them. It's not like the dish is already done where it's like I would just be in your house, cook the recipes, or I can cook them in my house and deliver them if you prefer. But And you have experience doing this. I did. I did have a previous job where I worked for an individual and he had a chronic disease. So I was able to just kind of go over there with my the boss that I worked with. We would cook dishes put him in the fridge. So all he had have to do is come home, heat them, have snacks readily available. It was great. Yeah. Interesting. That is pretty cool. So we've almost come full circle with this from your childhood to where you, how you get to school and where you're at school. And your, your school sounds almost like Hogwarts, I call it, <laughs> in a way, because, I mean, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I like Harry Potter and how he went from where he was, not knowing anything, and kind of knew something was where he wanted to go. And then, then he was like, the big guy, you know, it sounds like you had a little bit better off than Harry did, you know, you actually kind of had that push with the right direction, but right. then went to like this good pristine school that actually did very well for you. Um, that's, that's pretty cool and everything. But now going forward, now that you're at, you're at school, obviously you've, you probably, I'm guessing maybe you've done maybe 500 people or a thousand people since you've been out or maybe more, maybe less. Oh, I'm sure I've seen more than a thousand More than a thousand. People. I mean, you, you do group, you said you do groups, you do individuals and stuff. Yes. And, it's not stopping, apparently, is what you're saying. No, it's not. Um, interesting. So I know with what I've seen in the news, it's not going to stop anytime soon. Right. So um, going forward now, 
what is going with you? You started this new business now. What was the purpose? Now, now we're coming full circle back. What is the purpose of you starting Nutrition with Julie? Uh, Nutrition with Julie was started so I can help uh, individuals more in the community and just share my passion and knowledge of nutrition with others. So going forward, you can find, you know, a weekly podcast and weekly blog. You can also find me at Instagram at Nutrition with Julie. You can also find me on Facebook, Nutrition with Julie, and Twitter at Questions with the RD. But I'm here to help you answer any questions that come up, whether it's, you know, deciphering things that the media says, you know, answering some of those things that Google just can't address. <laughs> it's, it's interesting how you said community because it's a big thing nowadays. It's about community and, and everything. So your community, is that all online? Because I know you said you're in, you're in Vegas right now and we're, we're recording right now. Um, we talk about most communities now, they think of a secret Facebook page and everything. And some people don't like that. And some people like, if you need a workout partner, most people are better buddy, buddy in person. And are you doing stuff like that in the community? Um, absolutely. I'd like to be out in the community. So I'm more than willing to work with individuals, whether it's via Skype or online or local, if they're to the Las Vegas area. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So if you're in the Las Vegas area, you can always contact and going forward, and with, with the podcast and everything, since you said this was for the community out there, no matter where in the world they are, if they have questions that they would love to answer, what it, no matter what it is, how could they get the question answered on this podcast in the future? I do love questions, so feel free to ask away. You can send any questions to nutritionwithjulie at gmail.com. Interesting. And that kind of almost wraps up where we're at. Is there any final thoughts you have going forward about what the community um, for you to them? Um, just that I'm here to help you and that I love nutrition. So I just want to be able to share that passion with all of you. Okay. Well, that wraps up episode number one of Nutrition with Julie and look forward to seeing you in the future. Thank you so much.